In early November, Governor Hochul followed up on her State of the State pledge from earlier in the year and announced the composition of a Commission on the Future of Healthcare, which has a broad mandate to help, quote, build a resilient healthcare system that leads the nation and delivers every New Yorker the care they deserve. To talk about the work of the commission, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by its chair, Professor Sherry Gleed, who is dean of the NYU Wagner Graduate School of Public Service and served in the Department of Health and Human Services in the Obama administration. Welcome to the show, Professor Gleed. Thank you very much, David. So according to the Hochul administration, the commission's goals include improving access and quality of care, boosting health outcomes, rooting out waste in the system, and creating long-term stability for struggling hospitals. When you think of those broad, ambitious goals, do you think all of that can be done within the current healthcare landscape with incremental change, or are you anticipating making really transformational recommendations in order to realize these lofty goals? So I think the question is, what? where do you draw the line between incremental and transformational? Um, I don't think you need to take the entire healthcare system apart and put it back together again to do better than New York is doing now. One of the things that I learned in the Obama administration is that there's a lot you can do that's pretty good without actually going that far. While health insurance coverage is not the issue in New York, I think the same is true in terms of improving the quality of the system um, and making it more efficient. So our goal is not to make minor adjustments to payment schedules, things like that which are truly incremental, but it's also not to take the system down and and start from scratch. So what does that mean then, say, for the sacred cows in the healthcare space? Should they consider themselves on or off the menu with that uh, philosophy? So I I don't know exactly what you mean by the sacred cows of the healthcare space, and perhaps we shouldn't speculate about who exactly that involves. But I, I think that our goal is to give the governor a set of ideas and options for how to improve the way, say, hospitals, you talked about hospitals, the way that hospitals are regulated, what we expect hospitals to do, what kind of accountability we expect of hospitals. I imagine that that would affect all hospitals in the state, although no doubt some of them will be able to meet some of those objectives more easily than others. But I don't think anything is off the table in that sense. We might similarly want to think about what we want managed care companies that participate in Medicaid to do or what we want to be thinking about in terms of the commercial health insurance sector. I haven't been told that anyone is off the table. I don't think anyone is off the table, but I don't think that the goal of this commission and even sort of looking at its composition is to say, okay, we're, we're about to put into place the Taiwanese healthcare system. So one healthcare expert that we rely on noted that this commission is not made up exclusively of the usual suspects, which we here in Albany uh, come to expect to see on every panel, Blue Ribbon Commission and Task Force. What stands out to you about the makeup of uh, your commission? So what I like to think about this commission is that there are a lot of wonks on it. This is a policy commission. So there are commissions that happen for many reasons. Governors have commissions because they have a really nasty problem. Uh, usually a distributional problem, and they need to get everybody in a room to make the tough calls about whose lunch is going to be eaten. And so then you bring in a commission of all of the interest groups and you have them hash it out behind closed doors. That's one kind of commission. This is not that kind of commission. As your expert said, this doesn't have the usual suspects on it and it doesn't have, importantly, it isn't constructed with you know, one from column A, one from column B stakeholders on it either. We have a process in place to listen to stakeholders and to listen to the public, but that's not the composition of the commission. 
there are a lot of true experts in various aspects of the healthcare system from all over the country, who I think the goal here is, is to look at the entire New York state system with kind of fresh eyes and say, you know, why isn't the system performing the way we'd like it to be? So I think in that way, very different. You have, you have Nancy Ann DePaul. She ran the Obama healthcare effort out of the White House, um, and she ran CMS. Um, Tom Insel, who was the head of the National Institutes of Mental Health. These are not people who know much about particularly the New York state system, but they're people who've thought really long and hard about health policy broadly. And our hope is that by bringing them information, analytics, and the views of stakeholders within New York, they'll come up with some fresh ways to look at the system. As you begin this work, do you need to set a baseline in terms of what your expectations are for the future? And I guess trying to define them in, say, quantitative metrics as opposed to using sort of subjective or or qualitative descriptions of your goals? So I think we need to do two things right off the bat. One is to get a really strong sense of where the system is at right now. We've already started down that path, sort of a problem statement. What ails the New York State healthcare system right now? And then what could it be in the future in a quantitative sense, of course, um, maybe not everywhere in a quantitative sense. But my hope here is that this commission will give the governor and, and, and the state a sense of the possibilities of the system. I think we often make the mistake of thinking of healthcare as just a burden. We have to have a healthcare system. And it's just a, it's just a burden. In New York, it's a really integral part of our economy as well. And, and it offers opportunities for growth in many dimensions, not only in terms of improving the health of New Yorkers, but also in terms of being an innovator and a leader in a bunch of fronts. So I think we need to articulate that and and actually, as you say, quantify what it means. My impression of the commission's mandate is that it's not just to issue recommendations and then go home. There seems to be a recurring element to this. So do you anticipate the commission will provide, say, feedback on actions taken by the state in the healthcare space? or issuing some sort of studies or analysis of recommendations that might get implemented? So we're supposed to come up with ideas that that the governor can use for next year's state of the state. I think one of the things that we've also been asked to do is to think about in the longer run, what the governance of the health system needs to look like. So for example, both Massachusetts and California, maybe other states as well, have created these ongoing commissions that focus on particular aspects of the health system. We have not been told that we should do that or that we should not do that, but I think that is definitely in the air. Do we need to be thinking in different ways about how the future decisions about healthcare are considered by government officials? Does there need to be a long-term analytic commission that exists here, as, for example, Massachusetts has done? There can be and often is a gap between what policy wonks, as you mentioned, might think state lawmakers or any sort of policymakers should implement and what those policymakers are actually willing to do, whether because of politics or budget implications. So when you think about your work, do your recommendations need to be crafted with an eye toward what state lawmakers and the governor are actually willing or capable of doing? Or is this all blue sky recommendations from the commission? That's a great question. So the governor hears from political people all the time. And she hears from lawmakers all the time. It's really important that she hear from them and that she consider their views very seriously. That's her role. 
she also needs good analytics. And good analytics are analytics that consider but are not governed by the views of key stakeholders, the politics of the situation. It is important for her to be able to say, okay, analytic people, you say this is what I ought to do, but you know, that doesn't work for me because the politics or the assembly or whatever it is, that doesn't fit with where they're going. And our job is to say, okay, Madam Governor, I am totally understand that. We've given you our best shot here and you have to do what you have to do. That doesn't mean we should be blue sky. Blue sky to me means the usual tired, we're gonna do equity and access and cost containment and efficiency and blah, blah, blah. And I could write that report now. I could have one of my students write that report now. That's not what I want us to do. That's not what we wanna do. I think we wanna be a lot more concrete than that, but I hope that we will give the governor a set of options that we won't be suggesting that there's only one path forward and that she will take our options under consideration as well as lots of other things that go into the policy making sausage to make her decisions. Having served in the Obama administration during the period in which the Affordable Care Act began to be implemented, Do you have any thoughts uh, on the challenges of actually realizing substantive health care change once a government entity sets its mind to making some sort of change? Oh, absolutely. I mean, one of the things about the Affordable Care Act and that I've come to realize is true even in countries with extremely centralized health care systems is that the president of the United States or the governor of New York State is not out there at the bedside delivering health care. And if you want to make changes in the system, they percolate down many layers of decision makers, each of which has its own objective function, goals, you know, costs, constraints, whatever. So you can make perturbations, even big ones at the very top of the system that may have very little impact by the time they get down the level of the person who is being taken care of. And you have to think about that as you move along. What is this actually going to do once it once it is chewed up through the through all of the actors in the healthcare system, for sure. As you begin this work, are there any ideas that are already kicking around in your head about responses that the commission should embrace, whether they're low-hanging fruit or whether they're things that you're just personally passionate about trying in the healthcare space? So the first thing I'm telling all the commissioners and that I feel very strongly about is that we should not have any ideas for three or four months, because if we're going to learn something, we need to learn it before we have ideas. That said, of course, everyone has ideas. And, you know, one of the things that I think is clear in the composition of the commission, for example, is that behavioral health is an important part of this mix. It's often put out to the side. It's certainly an area that I've spent a lot of time on, but also that several of the other commissioners have. And I think that's a a signal of how important I think it is to this process. Now, what exactly we want to do about behavioral health, I can't say yet because we haven't four months haven't gone by, but that it will be part of the conversation, I think, is definitely there. I think also thinking about the mix of primary care, specialty care, hospital care, that, you know, the what needs to be happening in the system, that's part of the mix that will have to be understood. But I really think it's important that we not just go back to the things that we've tried forever and ever, and that we actually look at the problem and step back from it and try and think if there are other ways out. I mean, one of the things that really strikes me about the New York State healthcare system, I've been around here for a long time. We got rid of hospital rate setting in about the late 1990s. You're too young to have experienced that. 
But in many respects, we haven't completely gotten out of the mindset that we were in back when the state set everything in this system, when it was much more centrally controlled. And we need a way of thinking about how to manage a system that is much more decentralized. Well, finally, as you mentioned, the report from this commission is not due, I think, until the end of 2024. So even if the state was to embrace everything that the commission was recommending, what do you envision as the timeline for actually realizing some of the benefits of the commission, especially considering, I have to imagine, some of the commission will work will be touching on things like workforce that'll take a long time to turn around. So what is the timeline for realizing the benefits of this commission? I don't know, of course, because we've just started, but I hope that we will have some ideas that will take effect pretty quickly and that you know the governor will announce and that can happen reasonably quickly, but that the main brunt or the main value of the commission's work will appear in five to 10 years from now as our population ages, as our workforce changes, and that that the state will be better prepared to address all of those things that are happening um, because of the work of the commission. Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. We've been speaking with Professor Sherry Gleed, who serves as the dean of the NYU Wagner Graduate School of Public Service and is the chair of a new commission looking at the future of healthcare in New York. Professor Gleed, thank you so much for your time and your candor. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information. Join us again for Capitol Press Room, a production of WCNY Connected, Syracuse.